this flyover clip. You know, you were talking about Australia. You were talking about South <gasps> Africa. You are somebody that like, okay, if there is something that is an injustice, you're going to draw attention to it, <laughs> even if your life is in danger. Let's talk a little bit about South Africa, and then I want to play uh, the trailer for your documentary. Oy. So, so, so to lay it out for people who are not aware, and to be clear, you shouldn't necessarily be aware because no one will speak of this. And back in the day, I was mainstream still. So I, I had a way of giving voice to things. Mm-hmm. And so people would approach me with, and I was aware of what was happening to white people in South Africa and in particular white farmers, because there's always a sort of pinnacle for what people will attack. And it was mm-hmm. the white farmers of South Africa that were being attacked. Whites in South Africa are down to 3%. So if you think about that my country demographically, we're already outnumbered. We will be a Muslim majority country. I argue that we already are. So you can look at somewhere like South Africa Mm -hmm. and see our own future. So they're down to 3%. So they are a teeny tiny number now and they are under attack. Back to that 180 attack. They're Mm -hmm. under attack from all sides. There's black economic empowerment. So they can't run a business if they don't employ, give away half their business to a black person. Uh, their farms are being repro- um, expropriated. Um, expropriated just is a big word that means taken. It just means taken. The government come and they take your farm. And it's happening to white. They are in an impossible situation. Mm-hmm. And they are being hunted by gangs of black men bearing weapons. And they are given those weapons often by the police. And they are given weapons that they had to hand in during the time of apartheid. And there is a lesson there, of course, for Americans mm-hmm. every yes. day of the week. And so I went and lived with the white farmers for three months on the road, just me and a small band of military men that are unbelievable. And they made it possible for me to get to places you can't go. And I lived and slept on the farms with these white farmers and it was and it's still really I think it's one of the things that's that the cut in me will always be I will never recover or repair from being with these people mm. and my son he was little at the time or smaller than he is now six foot two he said he used to think there were monsters in the night you know mm-hmm. and I used to go in and like you would have done and you show them that there isn't a monster in the cupboard and there isn't a monster under the bed well here in um, South Africa, that's the monument to all the dead farmers. In the night is when the monsters come and black gangs come in the night and they torture white farmers as vengeance for apartheid. So so I better shush and let you play the, wow, the we'll clip. Play the trailer. But, um, yeah, these are white farmers. If you don't do what we are telling you to do, or you're going to rape your wife in front of you and kill her and rape even your children, this small one. My husband was murdered uh, in a, what they classify as a farm attack and they shot him in the head in front of us and he fell at my feet. In the last year, there were roughly 84 farm murders. If you say, well, where's the money? We're going to shoot yourself. 
took my arm like this, and he showed me the he way out. You. How long were you raped for? Police weapons have been used. I hit the ground, they started hitting me, and said, today we're going to kill you, even white bastard. Shoot to kill! Kill him! It's a racial thing, and the world can say what they want. The black people don't want us here. We belong to each other and we owe it to each other, if we want to keep on farming. They can come and kill me, but I won't go. Killingfieldsmovie.com, people can go there to, to learn more about this and to, and to see it. You, you went there because you were aware of what was happening. What did you learn that you mm. didn't know before you went? Uh, everything. Everything. Just, you know, that, that farmer's voice, Bernard, he walked me. He still lives in the small, tiny farm holding. These farmers are poor. So, so they're rich in terms of their land but they're poor in terms of assets or availability of liquid. People say, one of the first mm. questions people say is, why don't they leave? Why don't they leave? Well, everything they own is the land and they have no liquid to be able to leave, liquid, you know, cash or whatever. Mm -hmm. But but also Bernard said, and we were sat on his little, he calls it the stoop, where his father died after the gang beat him and tortured him. And he said, I will die in my boots for the love of my land. And this is what they all, these big boers who have lived through generations and had their land handed down mm -hmm. to them, they say, we will not leave, we fight till the last man standing. And maybe that night is tonight. And they all sleep with um weapon under their pillow because they have to. Uh, they live in extreme poverty. So, so Bernard still lives in the small holding where his father was killed by the gang when they came. They were hiding in his garage when he came back from church. Mm. The bathroom where his, he took me to the bathroom, still the same, where his father bled out in the bath. Um, the area where they hung his wife up with uh -huh. wire. And that there's a bit of me pointing, that's the bullet hole in the wall where they shot at his sons. And he lives with that. And the distressing thing is it's not only the white farmers that they are hunting and slaughtering. It's so his grand, his kids, the, the grandchildren of the grandfather that died, uh, they've now got problems. One is suicidal. He says he wants to join his granddaddy in heaven. And another one has just been asked to leave school because he's violent. They can't go out of the house because they're scared. They don't trust anyone. You know, they break down the next generation as well. Yeah. Um. So just heartbreaking. And um, yeah, so that's the bullet hole where the two boys, they came back from church. The two young boys ran for the door. It was a game they had to see who could get to the door fastest. And as they rang, ran, a shot ran out and the, the armed gangs tried to shoot at the child, oh. which is when Bernard realised what was happening. So so it is a story of heartbreak and anguish, but it, that's the bathroom where his father mm. bled out and I'm just sat on the bath. And, and at that moment, I remember thinking to myself, I, you know, like I, I think right, I'll go there, I'll tell their story. I remember thinking this is way bigger than my mm -hmm. heart can, I couldn't, you know, I just broke down outside because... 
you can't imagine a family who've lived and cleared that room up no and then have to they're still living there and it's all broken everything there is bernard is broken this lady she lost her husband was shot in front of her children and one of her daughters went off and got her piggy bank and asked and tried to give her piggy bank to the murderers to, if they would leave her mummy mm. and she gave birth to their first son the day after she buried her oh. husband it's just bigger things than and the world stays silent black lives matter you know but where this lady had her face they shot at her in her car. They blew off her entire jaw. And then when she got to hospital with no face, they wouldn't treat her because she was white. Oh. Uh, she lives in fear. I don't know if she's still alive anymore. She said her days were numbered. That's the skin from her leg. So they took the skin from her leg to rebuild her face. But because the doctors didn't do it cautiously enough, they stitched it incorrectly. So the hairs that used to grow on her leg now grow on the inside of her mm. face. I mean, the stories. I remember holding, yeah, I was holding that leg just. And then we would, I would take grocery. They were so poor, these whites. Some of them live in slums. Some live without electricity or water. And so we would go with the security boys. We'd quickly run to the supermarket, wherever there was one. And we would just bring basic things because I couldn't, wow. I couldn't deal with they have nothing. Some of them have even like, so when the gang comes smash up the place, uh, one guy in particular just left it all smashed. He lives with it all smashed up so that if they come again, they'll know that they were already there. Right there. They live in so the poli hell. The politics of this is to break them down to a place where they'll just vacate that and, and leave them. Just, and and the, the, then the land is turned over to the yeah. state. And I the mean, gangs. I think they're, 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 this is the staunch 3%. This is the 3% that won't leave. Mm -hmm. So they'll hunt them until the point of attrition. There'll be none mm -hmm. left. Uh, and then the ones that are left, there was just an announcement. I'm still in touch very closely with all of the boys that helped me on that trip to protect uh, us and the farms. But um, they've just announced that even farms that are allowed to farm now have to be BBE, which means they'll have to give away half their farm to a black person uh, in order to be allowed to export their goods to the UK or Europe. So just keep Keep coming, keep making it, keep until they are impoverished, just, living in slums. Mm -hmm. So the people that are for that, do they feel like they're 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 doing what's necessary now to correct a sin of the past? Yes. And so, so the 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 justice is being served to people that did nothing wrong, and then transferred to people who were never harmed. Yes, and the and the biggest cruelty of all is that no one will say it. No one will call its name. And the police and authorities uh, will also cover it. So they'll say there was a break-in, uh, but nothing is stolen. But what happens is a 20-hour, 24-hour torture period with, you know, not to upset your viewers, but, you know, elderly ladies that, so they'll go and get the iron, you know, that the lady might use mm. to iron and then, you know, and another guy a blowtorch. I mean, the cruelty is off the scale and and that's the point that isn't a burglary that's pure yeah. vengeance mm -hmm. uh, there's there's a heart to these things <clears throat> these things that that I, I i sometimes it's a religious ideology that might be the source behind it but when you can demonize a person because of their appearance and they become an other 
that allows what we're seeing now or less human, less human uh, not not a version you know of you. There's there's there, um what you see with 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 the Hamas invasion into Israel. What you see um, what's going on in in the UK with the number of of of, of rapes you know that are taking place and there. Um, we had a shooter in Maine recently, yeah. you know, that it was a terrible situation. But no point when I was watching the news, I think they need to catch that guy and they need to rape him and they need to cut off his fingers. And they just, I wanted and they him. they need to kill him. And, and then they kill him. Yeah, you didn't ever think that. And I never thought those things. I thought this is a person that's done something horrible. He needs to be caught as quickly as possible so he could do no more harm. And he's be brought to justice. And we need to have this case brought out, what drove him to this. And you still see it as a problem that you want to solve, but there's no point in like, Oh, he did something wrong. Someone needs to rape this man. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to do torture. You know, mm-hmm. this, this idea of what, what, what happens when the things become only driven based yeah. on either a religious or the color of your skin or racial, you know, whether it's, it's, it's you know, Arabs and Jews where it becomes only that these horrific things come that you would never see in a normal situation. You would never, mm. you couldn't even create in a movie. You couldn't no. even describe in a movie. No. That these things that you, you're talking about in this documentary mm. are, are are beyond anybody's natural sense of justice. Mm. Yeah, it, it was, the, the barbarity of it mm-hmm. is just overwhelming in the extreme of it. And then, we were talking a little before about people who could only know how to rip things down or destroy mm-hmm. or decline versus people that build things. And this is true for South African farmers as well. When they build, you know, a few of the farms I went to that are uh, have the luxury of the kind of security that you would see at an ultra, ultra high security prison. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was a prison we were visiting. It was an avocado farm, but they literally have the high wires They have helicopter patrols. They have foot patrols to protect the farm and the farmer. It's literally that level of protection you need. But the point is, that's what the black government, the ANC, want. They want to get, oh, look at the richness. Mm -hmm. Look at this. But all they know to do is to plunder. So they hand over a farm to black organizations or the community or a black Mm -hmm. owner. And what happens? You know, the lead comes off the roof of the house, the tires, tractors, you know, the tires come off the tractor. Things are pulled mm-hmm. apart and the ground is ends up bare, which is why Zimbabwe, that used to be the breadbasket mm-hmm. of the world, now can't grow anything because everything was ripped up mm-hmm. and pulled apart. And I will say this uh, strongly and without apology. Some cultures only know how to rip things apart, to take and to destroy and that is a, a very, it's a sad thing. It sounds like a racial thing, but it is not. It is my perfect experience learned firsthand in South Africa. And then when you were leaving the country, did you get oh. banned? Did they, well, did they detain you? Did they, there was well, issues, right? Yeah. Sometimes I think my mouth is braver than my, you know, than my body should be. Because <laughs> when I was over there, I'd be like, I, I waited a period so that I got into the country. And then mm-hmm. I would report seven days out. And I wasn't reporting every day because I was creating the documentary, but some things I would be like, post the farm of the farmers, we need farmers. Mm -hmm. And the ANC got to know I was in country. And then I asked to meet with the leader of the ANC and I challenged him to a conversation. Mm -hmm. I asked him to meet me. So I was doing a lot of 
come see what you're doing. You shout, kill the boar, kill mm. the white farmer. Come come to me on my on the white farm. Let's have a conversation. So it became national news. Mm-hmm. And what happened, um, the day we went to the airport, or I went to the airport with my security detail and the lads, the rest of the security team were in the uh, wagon in the yard uh, of the airport. I handed over my passport and my passport went, Di-di-di! and I knew, and I knew. And that point, things went a bit, for about 12 hours there, things were looking dark. So they had amended details on the system about my passport saying I was from Holland. So my passport didn't match what they changed it to. They took my passport. And if you're on the road or, or maybe anyone can feel it, but particularly if you like me and I live, I mean, I traveled here with what a passport right. and address. That's it. Yeah. They took my passport and you do not want your passport taken in South Africa. So at that point, my security detail called the lads in the wagon, got them to get their weapons out. They were armed and loaded and ready. And the order was that if I was taken from the airport in the police, they were to shoot at the vehicle. Wow. So, and then I don't want to be crass, but some of the ladies who I met who had been through rape expressed, and we don't need the detail on this, but expressed ways that you can physically do things to try and put people off doing things to you. Mm -hmm. So I was stood in the line with no passport, with the security team armed in the car park, trying to imagine doing the things the lady said to stop them doing what they might do to me. If they if I, they got me in custody, that would be, mm-hmm. be that. And then it just turned out, this is where God comes in, I reckon, whether people believe or not. Okay, some something comes in. And because it was a Sunday, the gentleman that would need to detain me was not on duty. So they... Um, Andy, my security, got my passport back out of this guy's hand, put me through, and he was still on full. He got we were on the plane, and and Andy was still red, you ready. Know, to he, go. You could yeah. see every bit of him was like, <laughs> yeah. And not till wheels up did he message the guys, wheels up, and then they stood down, and we were gone. And then I'm banned from South Africa. Wow, <laughs> was, that was probably I truly have God bumps as you're sharing. Yeah, that was story. a squeak. That was a squeaky yeah. one. You know, when in doubt, I give the credit to God. Yeah, yeah that's definitely. Right. Because, I say that was God. Uh, you know, um, because no because in, in in the future when I'm a pinch, I'd rather pray to God than than luck. Yeah, and, there you go. And, and so, yeah. I think God and guns. You know, yeah. so so like my guns were in the were in the car, and they would not have let me down. So I also I don't know what state I might have been by the time I got in that wagon, and it mm-hmm. wouldn't have been good. But I would have been got out of that wagon if I was taken off in the police wagon. Those boys would have stopped that wagon. But before I got it to that point, things would not have been good for me. So I go God and guns. Definitely. 100%. No doubt about it. Oh, what, what, Killingfieldsmovie.com yes. so people can go there or, and watch this. Yeah, hashtag just for South Africans, Plasmord, which is P-L-A-S-M-O-O-R-D-E. That's how, that's in South African um, Afrikaans. But Plasmord means murder in place, murder in the mm. home, murder on the farm. So plasmord is just the South African term for okay. it. Yeah. Wow. What a journey. Our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, 
and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. When you see that the dollar is worth less literally every single month, and for the first time in our life, the 80-year run of the dollar being the supreme thing around the world is going away. This is not going to be artificially propped up much longer because it's not respected around the world. And so some of our friends may think we're crazy. We talk about silver right now, buying silver, buying silver, buying silver. And they're like, what are you talking about? Why not the stock market? What is your problem? What are you thinking? It's kind of like that 2008, 2009 time period. It's like, I think in a very short period of time, there's going to be a lot of people that wished they would have bought silver. I know that Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott is the number one best person to trust and to take care of you in this situation. That is exactly right. If you want to set up a free consultation with Dr. Kirk Elliott, you just go to flyovergold.com. When you scroll down to the bottom, there's a place you can fill out your information When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you, help answer questions for you. It's a free consultation. It doesn't cost you any money whatsoever. Or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You will be glad you did. Hello, Flyover family. Join me every Wednesday for the Prophetic Report at 1111 Central. You can find it on Rumble. You can find it on the Flyover app. We have such an incredible time of hearing from all of these different prophetic voices like Robin Bullock, Julie Green, Barry Wunsch, Amanda Grace, and Hank Kuhneman. Every week, it's either five or six different prophets that are speaking. And what's interesting is God is speaking through them. And all of these voices come together like puzzle pieces. It is so exciting to hear what the Lord is saying. We're hearing from medical. We're hearing from military intelligence. We're hearing from the financial world. We're hearing from mainstream media. But the most important is, what is God saying? He has not fallen off the throne. He's not nervous. He's not chewing his nails. He is in control. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What a great time to be alive. And I'm so excited for you to join me every Wednesday at 1111. Have you ever wondered about ancient civilizations or the moon landing, chemtrails, the Nephilim, demons? Those are all things that fascinate me. Decided to use our platform of the Flyover Conservative podcast and create a new show called Conspiracy Conversations. Every Saturday morning, we get together with some of the brightest minds in the world that have spent thousands of hours on a topic, churning through the research, looking at things they've traveled, they've been to the locations, they're looking for the truth because they're as curious as you and I are about what's true. What is really true about our past, where we came from, where we are, and where we're going? We don't bring on guests to iron out their wrinkles and find out the things that we disagree on. No more than I go to the grocery store and and, and try to put everything in the whole store in my cart. I just try to walk out with better ideas than I had when I walked in. If you got something inside you that's like, what about that? I don't even know if I agree, but I would like to hear them out. If you have an open mind and a curious heart, we've got a show for you every Saturday morning at eight o'clock, conspiracyconversations.com. For more great content, 
Go to flyoverconservatives.com.